Hello, world! Welcome to the show. I'm Frank Boucher, your host for today, and with me I have Kim. How are you, Kim? Doing great, Frank. I've been tuned into Ignite, though, the past few days. Yeah, that was a big event. But before we, we you know, get back to it and dig a little bit, uh, let's, let's share the agenda of today. Yeah, of course. We got a great agenda for folks today. So first, we'll kick it off with File New Project with Scott Hanselman. And we'll follow that with some Azure tips and tricks with Isaac. And then we'll check into uh, humans at Microsoft with Laurent. And we'll close off with the certifications at Microsoft with Thomas. And so we got a great action-packed uh, agenda for folks today. But I do want to loop back a little. I want to talk just a few seconds about Ignite. I was so incredible. So many good sessions and like incredible, like so many news. It's it's hard to keep up. Yeah, it definitely is, Frank. And I think I think we all kind of felt that. But the good news is we do have the book of news which has all the updates and announcements from a night in the, in the past few days. Yeah, definitely look awesome. And like talking about the news, I'm not done yet passing through all the, the, those news, but there was one news that catch my attention during like, and it was the Power Automate. So I don't know if you know about Power Automate, but it's a tool where you can create automation. And now there's a desktop version. So that's like, turning your productivity to 11, to the maximum. You're just busting the maximum and going to 11. It look awesome. I already downloaded it. It's installed. I didn't have time to play yet with, but I'm ready to it. Wow. I can't wait to try that out myself, Frank. Uh, let me know how it goes, though. I will check in with you on that one. Um, I think maybe we can get started with our, our first segment today. How does that sound, Frank? Yeah, we could. So, uh, totally. Awesome. I'll, I'll take it away then, because we have Scott Hanselman interviews people getting started in tech. And so today, Scott talks with Adeshola Adesina. Hey, friends. I'm Scott Hanselman, and it's File New Project. I'm here with Adeshola Adesina. She's a self-taught software engineer. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Scott. How are you? I am very well. I'm happy to be talking with you because I know that you're very proud of being self-taught. This is something that you decided that you were going to do and then you did it. And now you are working as an early in career software engineer for a, a company doing full stack work. I am. I am very excited about it too. Um, and I've been learning so much in the year since I've been here. Very, very, very excited. Was there a moment where you went and like Googled or Googled with Bing, like learn to code? And like, do you remember that moment? Yeah, so I came back from Hear Me Code and I was talking to my partner at the time, like, hey, experience this thing and it was amazing. I had so much fun. Um, so I got online and I was like, so Hear Me Code is um, the, the very first um, class that I went to where um, Shannon Turner, um, bless her soul, took time um, out of her Saturday, three straight hours, um, and taught like the fundamentals of Python. So when I got home, I was like, Python. <laughs> Went on, on Google and just said Python. I got a lot of anacondas, um, <laughs> but I, I think refining that search taught me something. Um, I refined that search um, and you know started Googling a bunch of different things. I found Codecademy, which was amazing in teaching me syntax. I found Free Code Camp in the in that interim as well. Um, put together, um, there was there was a lot of um, 
like fits and starts in the beginning, trying to figure out what worked and what, what didn't. Um, and all of it was thanks to Google. So, Why do you think it's so intimidating to people? Why doesn't everyone type learn to code into their search bar and then start right now? Um, I, I will say that um, there's like easy acquisition when you first like start that feels like you're coding, um, but then you hit a mm. wall, right? Um, there's a, a difference between being able to print hello world um, and being able to solve a problem. And sometimes you're not mm. able to see the connection happen in real time. Um, yeah. And so that, that, that gets really, really, really frustrating and really defeating really quickly. Um, especially if you don't have folks around you to, to help hype you up, to tell you, Hey, like the thing that you're doing, I failed at it too. And now I've been here for eight years and nobody's going to kick me out or take my engineer badge away. Um, so I think that, that, um, being able to either find a community that helps you sustain that fire or, you know, find something that helps you sustain that fire, find something that you really want to get out the door. Um, because you're really passionate you're really happy you're really hungry about this thing. Um, I think that helps more often than not. Do you think that the new generation of coders are learning to code to solve problems? And maybe my generation of coders learned to code because it was cool and computers are cool, but we didn't actually have a problem to solve? Yeah, I think that for this generation, because of the, for a lot of people, high digital liter literacy, the fundamental problems that faced um, the very first programmers, not, you know, Ada Lovelace, but like, uh, our cabal, like Fortran folks, um, those problems were deeply interesting because they were problems that everybody else had kind of had to solve. And you inherited that problem um, as something special, like a shibboleth, um, where I think this generation of people don't necessarily have, it's not that immediate what that problem is. Like, Sure, you have folks who could like really get deep into quantum computing, or folks who get really deep into um, like cryptocurrencies or crypto in general. Um, but for a lot of people, those problems aren't problems that are everyday problems. Things that are, are tangible, things that they really, really want to solve that exist in the world around you. Um, but that we empower people to kind of take charge and say, this is a problem, but I can solve it, I can solve it with programming. I think that's something special. And I think that's something that um, we can start messaging sooner than rather than later, because Gen Z is really, really powerful. Um, and they feel really empowered to attack any problem. Um, I just am interested in a world where we say, yeah, absolutely. Every problem is yours to solve. And here's another tool that you can use to solve it, programming. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you have this tool and that you are now, you've joined us uh, and you're a software engineer. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I've been chatting with Adishola Adesina and this is File New Project. Wow, what a great interview, Frank. And I, I love how Adishola touches on, you know, programming being that, that another tool kind of in your tool belt, if you will, and you can kind of leverage that to help solve uh, solve problems in the world. And so um, I think we're maybe ready for the next segment, Frank, how does that sound? Yes, sounds exciting. So uh, now let's join our special agent of, of liaison, Isaac Levin for some Azure tips and tricks. 
Hey Frank, Isaac here right outside of Azure headquarters and I have a real hot tip for all my Azure Kubernetes service fans out there. In this week's tip, I'm going to show how folks can stop and start Azure Kubernetes service. Did you know you can stop your entire Azure Kubernetes service cluster to save costs? To do this, you'll need an existing Azure Kubernetes service running in Azure. To use start and stop for AKS, all you need is the AKS preview extension for the CLI. I'm going to show you real quick how to install that. So it's, since I'm going to type in, I'm going to install this right now. Then we can make sure there are no updates needed. Next, I need to register the stop and start preview feature, just like this. Wait for some things to load. And after a couple of minutes, check if the feature is registered with this command. As you can see, we're now registered. Then you refresh the container resource provider, and now, all the setup is done. Now it, could, that, now it could be that you don't need to do all of this when the feature is generally available sometime in the future. So let's stop my AKS cluster with this command. Again, this can take a little bit of while, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Now we can check if it's actually stopped by using AKS's show command, like this. Look, there it is. The power state is stopped. So the cluster is stopped. I can just as easily start it up again with another command. Again, I'll use AKS to show to check if it is running. Yes, the power state is running. Awesome. Stopping Azure Kubernetes service cluster is a great way to save money. You can easily start and stop AKS with Azure CLI commands, which you can, for instance, automate to stop this service when it isn't being used or during business hours. Azure Automate allows you to do all sorts of great things. So go check this service out. Go check AKS out. Go check this tip out. It'll be a lot of fun. Back to you, Frank. Is this is awesome, Isaac? I really like that. I'm like, where can people get more of those awesome Azure tips and tricks? Yeah, so if people go to aka.ms slash Azure Tips and Tricks, we have over 300 individual tips for people to take a look at, ranging from developer things like learning how to deploy static web apps uh, using Visual Studio Code, managing Kubernetes clusters, and then we have infrastructure things as well, so things around Azure Front Door, Azure Networking, Azure DNS. So basically, if you love Azure, I highly recommend you take a look at aka.ms slash Azure Tips and Tricks. But there's plenty of things that we can talk about too, Frank. One of the things that I thought was really, really cool that came out of Ignite is Azure Communication Services. So Azure yeah. Communication Services, as you're, as for the folks that aren't aware, um, it's a voice over IP as a service provided by Microsoft. The same thing that Teams runs on top of, super exciting. So we do actually have in uh, alignment with Ignite, we do have some ACS tips there as well to check out. You're like so productive already on top of everything. It was a new service announced and you already have some tips and tricks. That's pretty cool. I mean, so I, it's not just myself. I work with a lot of people as well that uh, are far smarter than me in this space. I love what I do. Um, I work in marketing, so unfortunately, I don't get to call myself a developer anymore. But I think one of the great things that with Azure Tips and Tricks is it allows you to have real bite, biteable pieces of information. So say, for instance, you want to learn to do this one particular thing, because not only is it going to be valuable for your job, but it'll be available for your career as an IT professional or a developer or whatever role you like to call yourself. 
Yeah, and I, and I like that idea that where like it's tiny bits, it's easy to consume. Like I don't, if I only have a few minutes, so I could, I'm assuming, read a blog or something like that. So very, very interesting to go there and learn more. So can you repeat again that URL where we can sure. go? Yeah, so it's aka.ms slash Azure Tips and Tricks, and it's on the screen right now. So please take a look at it. And again, this is Isaac reporting from outside of Azure HQ. Back to you. Thank you. Wow, you mentioned 300 tips. I better get started. Uh, folks, let us know maybe what your favorite tip or, or trick is uh, using the comment section or using the hashtag uh, Hello World Live. Love to hear, uh, love to hear what your favorite uh, tips or tricks are. Um, yeah, so now we have an, uh, our next segment uh, with Lahan called Humans of Microsoft with his guest, Labrina Levin. Of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me, but they have one thing in common. They all work for Microsoft. And today I'm joined by Labrina Loving. Hello, Labrina. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Labrina, you are a senior custom engineer and you are based in Washington, D.C., right? That is correct. Yes. Awesome. So let's go straight into the questions. What would you say was a key moment in your career, like a pivotal moment, if you think back? Yeah, so I would say my very first job in tech was critical. I started an organization. I didn't know anything that was going on. They had this architecture diagram with all these technologies that I wasn't familiar with. Um, and it was really intimidating. But what I did was I spent several, several weeks really learning, really um, researching. And I think it sort of changed my career and showed me that I could really do this thing in tech. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, definitely, uh, you never stop learning in this profession, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, if you could go back in time, like anytime you want, and see yourself as a you know younger person, you're obviously still young and, and old, but younger, um, <laughs> what would you tell yourself to help you getting started? Yeah, I would say don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid to go and go after what you want, even if it means that there's no one that looks like you um, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, if it's something that you want, totally go after it. Wow, yeah, that's, a, that's great advice, most probably, right? Um, you are very passionate about uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, which we commonly abbreviate as STEM, right? Yeah. Um, so can you share some of the work that you're doing in this area? Yeah, so um, one of the cool things that I'm working on right now is with uh, our um, employee resource group, Blacks at Microsoft. Uh, okay. We're working in conjunction with a college uh, here in the Washington, D.C. area and um, a group of middle school uh, students where we're actually teaching them STEM. Right now we're teaching them how to code in Python and the Microsoft employees are putting together the curriculum. Our college students are delivering the curriculum and the middle school students are learning. So we've got learning going at three levels and it's amazing. Oh, yes, that sounds amazing because learning to teach is also very important, right? <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really great. Um, so in, in your free time and when it's allowed, <laughs> I hear you're really the world traveler, just like me, right? So what would you say was your, your most exciting adventure? 
Yeah, so I, I love to travel. I've been to 39 countries so far, but right. one of the things that I like to do is something where I go very last minute. So actually I was working with a customer here at Microsoft. I had a weekend to myself. I just went to the airport. <laughs> I looked for flights that were departing in the next two hours. And um, I hopped on a plane. At, at that point, it actually ended up being I flew to Barcelona for the weekend. All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like the idea of just um, being very spontaneous and traveling somewhere I've never been to very last minute. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, this is very exciting indeed. Um, I, I did something similar at some point uh, within the US, but it was really cool. Um, so one more question. What is one more thing that you would tell our viewers to, to try to inspire them and motivate them? Yeah, I would say um, just don't, don't be afraid. I think fear really um, creeps into everything that we do. I would say don't be afraid to jump in attack. And don't be afraid to learn out loud and ask questions and and you know ask for help. Like I, I think I cannot uh, um, say that enough. That it's really really important to get comfortable with asking for help and learning out loud. Yeah, I think I, I think it's true. And uh, in fact, uh, mentoring and being mentored is very important in someone's career, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, this has been fantastic talking to you. So thank you so much for being with us today, Labrina. And uh, to all our, our viewers, uh, come next time and join us for another Humans of Microsoft. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, Frank, what another great segment. And, and I love Labrina's call out on, you know, not fearing to, to ask questions, right? And I think we kind of all feel that uh, no matter what stage we're at in our career, right? And so yeah. uh, I, I love that. Um, so Frank, tell me, uh, tell folks, what do we have next? So coming up now is Thomas Smart for certification at Microsoft. Hello world, Frank, good to, good to see you. And uh, I'm excited to be here. And as you already said, we will have this segment every first day in Hello World on Learn to Be live talking about certification at Microsoft. We, we interpreted that segment because a lot of people are obviously looking for to get that promotion or looking for a new job or finding something new or just validating uh, their skills, right? So we thought, let's make it easy for them to discover um, the different certifications which are out there and how they can actually prepare and learn and pass these exams to get the certifications. I definitely like that. So what do you have for us today? I'm assuming something related to Ignite, maybe some news that happens? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you probably have heard of that small little conference which was going on uh, this uh, this week. Um, yes, so we have a couple of news on certification, and usually I would have started with telling you like why you would get certifications. But um, again, we have some great news. We launched four new security-related certifications, and the reason for that is being that we can see that cyber attacks are obviously increasing uh, and more and more employees are working from home. So it actually shows us that we are we have a shortage from like almost like 2.5 or sorry, 3.5 uh, 
uh, security professionals worldwide. And so we as Microsoft, we want to definitely address that. So we want to provide, obviously, tools um, and, and um, services for our customers. But we also want to help skill people um, and help them learn about these and help actually building up these security professionals. So we launched four new certifications, as I said. Uh, we have the security compliance and identity fundamentals, which is really the fundamental exam um, to understand the different uh, security and compliance and identity solutions. Uh, we have the information protection administrator. We have the identity and access administrator. Uh, and then last but not least, we're talking about the security and operations analyst. Um, so those are all different types of role-based certifications. And we will talk about that in another episode um, where we go into what is actually a role-based certification. However, we're going to have a look at uh, a couple of different things here. And again, it's very important that you understand it's not just about one Microsoft technology which comes up in these exams. It's mm -hmm. really about a set of different technologies. Now. This is not all. This week, we also basically shared out a new certification when it comes to Windows Virtual Desktop. So we have the new AC140 exam, which is basically designed uh, for the virtual desktop administrators and architects who build these uh, solutions out there. So if you want to take that one, um, highly encourage you to check it out. Uh, we have more information on that. So if you're working with these remote apps uh, and remote virtual desktops on Azure, check out that exam. That's pretty cool. Very interesting. So uh, I'm curious when they, they renew and like revamp or adjust uh, those certifications, what happened to people who need to renew? And that is also a good point. That is also something we shared this week or made public uh, available this week. So in this world where cloud computing obviously moves very, very fast um, and we introduce new features and, and new technologies um, all the time, um, it's hard to actually get like an exam and then just keep that exam forever, right? Doesn't mean if you passed an exam two years ago that you still have all the valid like knowledge for today. And so uh, you needed to actually do renewals of these exams. But however, uh, one thing we did now is we actually made it easier for you that you can re do renewals directly on Microsoft Learn. So you can learn the, the renewal on Microsoft Learn and then take an assessment and you get renewed for another year. That's very interesting. And uh, there's so many learning path or like exam or certification. Would you have some uh, entry points to someone who would like to get started with like one specific? So it, it is again, super interesting and a good, very good question because I get that a lot. Uh, one thing I would highly recommend is that you go to microsoft.com slash learn. This is obviously where you find all our free learning resources as well as all the information to all of the exams, not just the ones I just mentioned, but also the existing ones. Um, and there you definitely should look out at the different fundamental learning paths and fundamental exams and certifications because this is mostly then an introduction for your different role, right? So if you want to work with Azure, we have Azure Fundamentals. If you're working with Microsoft 365, go to Microsoft 365 Fundamentals. Okay, so Fundamentals, they are a little bit entry points or a good way to get started 
learn a little bit of everything in that specific area. And then like, if you want to go specialize or go deeper, then you can, you continue your learning path. Absolutely. I mean, that is what I heard today, like on a Microsoft Ignite interview. Microsoft, actually, Microsoft Learn actually is great. If you're a beginner or even if you're an advanced engineer, there is content and learning stuff out there for you, right? And you can, like, again, get started with a new technology or you can learn something and get deeper in something you already know. And so absolutely a great platform to do that. Yeah, it's very interesting and they keep it up to date and everything. So we'll make sure to put all those links for you in the show notes available to aka.ms slash word. So everything will be there soon uh, because everything was new. It may be not yet there when you go see, but I'm, I promise I will go and update those, those links. So thank you, Thomas, for sharing all those news with us and I will looking forward to see you next week for more about certification at Microsoft. What do you think, Kim? It's cool. What's What are you learning next? A great segment. I'm looking at that uh, IoT one. I'm not gonna lie. It seems uh, very interesting to me, to be honest. IoT, so many good things, right? And um, I wanna, I wanna think a little bit about uh, tomorrow's show. And uh, I know tomorrow we have on the show, I think she is the fan. I shouldn't say she, like that person is fan number one of Clippy. And I'm asking you viewers, whenever you're watching it, to send us pictures of you with Clippy or Clippy art or like Clippy DIY project you had. And like, and I will start right away. I have a picture, maybe we can show it right now of me. It's not my best profile, definitely. <laughs> but nice with Clippy. So if you can tweet your Clippy stuff at with the hashtag Hello World Live, no, Hello World Live, send us that. So tomorrow, I'm sure that fan number one will be very happy and very well welcome, a warm welcome for her over there. Ooh, all right, Frank, I'll have to get my, uh, my Clippy photo up there too then. Let me, uh, let me get started on that. But before we, we go tweet or pictures, I'm pretty happy about the show we had today. So many great news, uh, amazing, very inspiring people. That was pretty good. What's your highlight of, of today? My highlight of today was those Azure tips and tricks. I love, love, just love those little, little tiny things getting me going. So um, I think that would probably, but just for today, we'll see how tomorrow goes, probably change tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it made me just think, so next week, uh, it's the International uh, Women's Day, correct? Yeah, I believe that's on Monday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's an event. I don't know if you're familiar with the Live Coders. Are you familiar with that? Tell Live me about coders. that, Frank. What's that? So Live Coders are a group of, like, I'm part of uh, on Twitch who are sharing and helping other developers to become better. And it's a global team, so it's across the globe with tons of people speaking different languages, different using different texts. And next Monday, they have an event, and that event will be live. It's totally free, and it's to, that's the International Women's Day Challenge. So very, very interesting. Looking forward to learn more. That we'll have a few sessions over there for that. So looking pretty good. Yeah, that sounds great. I think uh, I think I know what I'm doing on Monday then. That sounds <laughs> great. I'll definitely have to tune in. I'm just reading up on it now. I think there's about 
10 different segments happening as part of yeah. that challenge. Yeah. Hopefully I will be done with my uh, my session watching of Ignite. One that I want to share, and like I'm interested also to see what's your favorite Ignite uh, moment. So leave it in the chat, leave it in the comment. What depend where you are watching this episode right now? Uh, my, I obviously, I think the keynote is kind of you know we really it was nice. Uh, but I really like also one, I'm seeing your OD with the GitHub. It made me think about that. So it was Scott and Simon sharing what's new with uh, the Visual Studio IDE. So like the big, I'm doing the, the, the quote here, the big Visual Studio. And it was mm -hmm. all that new GitHub inter, uh, integration, how like very smooth it was to do the commit and everything. Very, very interesting. So I will put that in the show note, but I'm interested to, to know what was your favorite moment so we'll leave it in the comment in the chat i will go read that and uh fill up my my queue so i will keep me busy i will be watching all of those very curious to continue the the conversation over there all right frank i think folks will, will keep you nice and busy with all their their suggestions i'll make sure to toss in mine there as well um but you can just like, don't forget, you can find all of today's show notes available actually at ak.ms slash hello world. Uh, I believe Frank will be updating that uh, for us. Uh, do want to thank everyone for tuning in today, folks. Uh, remember, we are live every weekday. So make sure uh, to tune in tomorrow for hello world. Um, but for now, uh, I think we have a really great segment coming up on Learn TV, actually. It's called Azure Fun Bites with Jay Gordon. And so if you want to stick around for that, like I said, that's coming up next on Learn TV. Don't forget the show notes are available at aka.ms slash hello world. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Frank, for letting me join today. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you.